Right, about say yesterday we started a Gavaldigadam, a little bit of an introduction, Shlaimela, good morning, into the sugya of Mamachik, which is the uh, malacha of smoothing. We gave it a little bit of a Hagdam, a little bit of an understanding. I would like to go right to today. Um, tomorrow, we're going to have a demonstration. We're going to bring in the creams and the various, we're going to go through the different madregas of Daraisa, Durabonon, and of course, Mutala that we're going to get through tomorrow. We're going to talk about all different types of creams. We're going to have a whole demonstration situation to see the Hagdara. First, we're going to understand the Hagdara, and then we're going to see which cream fits into which, you know, section of, uh, Daraisa, Durabonon, or Muta. Moshe, you with me? Gavaldik. So that's going to be tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem. Today I just want to go right to a little bit more into the sugi to understand, again, just to reiterate this point. Dobi, you with me? Very, very important to reiterate this idea that mamachik and mamreach is basically the malacha of smoothing. Um, whether it means you're taking an item, like we said yesterday, taking uh, Play-Doh, something very, very thick, and forming it into a shape, that would be mamachik or taking something like a cream, which we'll get to, and smoothing it out, which will be mamreach. Again, we'll talk about the Haggadahs and Mitzvah Shem. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully, we'll try to go through that. But the idea generally is to smooth something down, and it applies to many, many different situations. Today, I want to go through as many examples as I possibly can to try and see what fits into the sugya of mamreach and mamreach. So the first thing is the Gemara talks about this interesting case. The Gemara talks about an idea what they used to do in the olden days, because um, those of you, which I don't think anybody was, right? Nobody was Shabbos and Mezhbush over here, right? Nobody was Shabbos and Mezhbush. Well, Rothstein was. But I don't think anybody was here, right, at the time. Shabbos and Mezhbush was one of our first trips we did in Yeshiva, right? What is it, five years ago already now? Something like that, yeah. First year of Yeshiva, we did Shabbos and Mezhbush. Unbelievable. One of the things, I mean, out of the whole trip, it was an amazing trip. Mr. Shabbos, we have to, we're going to go back. You know, we have to, if, if worldly affairs allow us back in Mezhbush, we'll go back as soon as we possibly can. As, as soon as I could do it without the parents killing me for taking the boys over there to Ukraine. But in Mr. Shabbos, we hope to go back. It was a wonderful Shabbos. One of the things that we noticed was that the, the ground, right, the floor over there was just like the old-fashioned earth, earth floors, dirt floors. There was none of this, like, outside nice, you know, tar and pavement and bricks and stones. It was an old-fashioned way. Now, in the old days of Chazal, the Gemara talks about this. The Gemara in Shabbos says that when they walked into shul, they had a problem. What was the problem? The problem was that under their shoes was mud, right? Because the whole, you know, especially it was raining, it was muddy everywhere. It's like a schmuck. I can't walk into a shul with muddy shoes, you can't do that. So the Gemara talks about the following thing, that they used to have outside, the Mogadavon talks about it, Mamish Bufurish, that they used to talk about, they used to have a metal bar, and it was a very, very sharp edge, like a corner of a metal bar. And the Olimba, the when they walked into Shul, as they walked in, they would scrape their shoes on this metal bar, and this would allow them to, you know, scrape off all of the mud on the bottom of their shoes, they can enter the shul in a normal Kavadika Oifen. That was the idea that the Gemara talks about. Now, the biggest problem, obviously, was Mamachik. What was the problem with Mamachik? Because often if you have leather shoes, uh, the leather sole, the bottom of the shoe, can be straightened, can be smoothed out when you take a very, very sharp surface and you smooth it and you press it against it. So there could be a problem of Mamachik. The Prima Godim has a similar Shaila, like Gabi and Knife. If you take a knife that's dirty and you scrape it off, right? This is the Gemara. The Gemara Beitza says that let's say you don't have enough food for an Erev Tavshinim, right? We just had Pesach, most of the oil and Chutz had the shine of Erev Tavshinim, right? 
And um, the Gemara says, what if you don't have enough food right now to go and prepare? You know, Baruch Hashem, now we live Baravchos, we have matzahs, we have eggs, no problem to make a Tavshinin. And the days of Chazal, it wasn't so simple. So the Gemara says in Beitzah, what do you do if you don't have enough food for the Erev Tavshinin? Very simple, says the Gemara. You take your knife and you scrape it on the edge of a plate, both sides. No, you have enough food over here for Erev Tavshinin, right? Knives were very, very hard to clean. The Gemara tells us, right? So Shaila, those of you that are familiar with Yeridea, Samit Sadi the halachas of knives, Legabe, all sorts of Shailas of Yeridea, not so posh whether or not you can or cannot have a clean knife, right? You look at the, all the Svar Magdash, no one really says that nowadays our knives are considered to be clean. All right, whatever. It's a sugar of Nehazma. There is one safer that says it, but whatever it is. You can buy it in the local bookstore, you all know what it is. Al-Kaponim, when it comes to a knife, it could also be something that's not clean. So you scrape it off, and because of the Prima Godim, you have a problem with mamachik. Zuk the poskim nowadays, the same shayla could theoretically be with a pot. You take a pot and you scrape it, mamachik, you're smoothing the pot. Now again, let's think for a moment, right? Moish, nowadays you take a pot, you take a knife, you're smoothing the pot when you clean it down. Zevi, what are you telling her? Right, you, you're not doing that, why not? Because, because it's just, you know, it's very good, by the way, it's very true that, by the way, that answer is a very true answer. There are certain things that we just know, it's fine. I don't, I don't know, we'll figure it out, right? They asked from Shomazama one time, if taking out lice from the hair on Shabbos is a Shiloh of Boira. It's a Shiloh of Boira. So then it's Mutta. We'll figure out afterwards why the Tshuva, we'll write the Tshuva how it's Mutta, but Avadim it's Mutta, right? Certain things, if Avadim Mutta, the Shiloh is why, Okay. Uh, they ask of uh, some soifin, you know, there's some of Kufma Malaf, right? Where he talks about the sugya of, um, of, uh, and combing the hair. If you're allowed to comb the payas area, or is that a shob, is that a shaila of taking off your payas? Right, because you comb it, right? The Gemara tells us in Nazar, everyone, everyone knows the Gemara in Nazar in Membeis, that talks about a Nazar, they can't use a comb. Shochanok talks about the end of Semen Shin Gimel as well. Also the same idea, using a comb on Shabbos, takes out the hair, it's a bad, it's a psikresha, right? Psikresha in Shechas, the Maram Shev. Anyway, the point is that when you take a comb, the Chassam Soifer says, you're, you're over the payas area, even if you don't have long payas, even if you have short hair, if you take a comb, if there's a knot there, you're ripping out the payas. So they ask the Chassam Soifer, you're allowed to comb your hair in the area of the payas. How do I know it's Mota? He said, Mota Guterres. He said, You know how I know it's Mota? Because my Rebbe did it. Rebnasan Adla. Rebbe of the Chsam Soifer, right? The Chsam Soifer, many Rebbe's, the Hafla, but also Rebnasan Adla. He said, My Rebbe did it. If my Rebbe did it, then I know it's Mota. Afterwards, he wrote the reason why I'll Pialocha it's Mota. But the first thing he said, If my Rebbe did it, then I know it's Mota. Right? That's the insight. Okay? Now, the Rebbe said, Let's move on. How did we, go, how did we even get onto this? Oh, because, Levi, I love you. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Moving on. Um, so nowadays, all the poets can say that scraping your bottom of the shoe, especially most of our shoes have rubber soles, but even if they're leather, you're not going to be smoothing, Tolly, you must come to me, you're not going to be smoothing the, the sole of your shoe when you scrape it on the, like, you know, sometimes people do that on the table as well. You're going to scrape, you're going to scrape it off, you're going to smooth the sole? It's going to just smooth it out and you see your clothes a little wrong. <laughs> Pots, knives, all of these things have no shayla with mamachik. Let's move on to Abba Isai. Um, I don't know, again, I don't know exactly where you davened as a kid, but if you did and they gave you candies out as kids, you ever saw kids do this in shul? They take the wrapper when it's finished and they scrape it out and they straighten it out. Ever saw kids do this? And look, Okay, so I'm not the only one. Okay, fine. As long as I know, I'm not the only one. You have the kids, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? You take that chocolate coins, right? Very good. Take that, smooth it out with your nail, all these things. Is that a shy of a machik on Shabbos? Are you allowed to do that? 
Like, if you see a kid doing that on Shabbos, you have to scream, Shabbos! And forget the stones, forget the cars outside. The guy in shul, he's taking his little, you know, he's taking his nail and he's bored, I guess. I don't know what it is. Maybe he doesn't understand the Kedusha of Chazaros HaShatz and the Kapachayim, Al Pikabola, the Zoya, how important it is to Chazaros HaShatz. And he's busy, you know, scraping it out over there. What? Shabbos, what are you doing? What do we do with such a guy, Zeb? What do we do with such a guy? We take him to the second floor, the mission in, 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 in Sanhedrin, right? And, you know, everybody claps, make a pseudo after his yutzah, right? What do you do? Rabbi said, what do you type? So, Nissan Kairelitz, Rabbi says, Zatzal, has the following suffix. And his suffix is as follows. Do we say that the malacha of smoothing is kapsutoi, to smooth something out? Asha, are you smoothing it out? Yes. So, that's it, you're not allowed. Or is the pshat of smoothing like it was done in the Mishkan? Which was by smoothing something, you're removing something. Which is what we said yesterday was the whole Hagdara of the Malacha. We're taking off the hair of the skin. Thus you were smoothing it. And therefore over here you're not removing anything, Yaakov. If that's the case, maybe it's Mota. So Lemaisa, Lemaisa, um, in this case, what do you do? So I asked, both at the time I was learning by both Rabbi Zul Obach and Rafalk, um, and Lemaisa, both of them told me that it's 100% Mota. There is no problem with smoothing a piece of paper, a piece of aluminum foil, or whatever it may be. There is no problem on Shabbos Kodesh to do that. What about a snowball? What if you're, you're removing like butter? If you're removing, what do you mean, the butter itself? Because you want to get the butter off. Yeah. Also be fine. Also be fine. Because about Machab Ma'uchem, hopefully we'll get a minute to talk about Machab Ma'uchem. What's that? By the cheese. How about this for us? Ah, how you go with the cheese? Hanukkah, right, Hanukkah's really neat. Alright, alright, alright. Fleischigs, milchigs, alright, the Seder. We'll talk about Shviz, Mezashem, when we get to it. But I'll compare him snowballs, making a snowball. You take us, take snow, pat it down, smooth it out, you schmack. Where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Romania, right? Romania, the only remembers in Romania, right? I stayed far away. And the owner had a lot of fun. Is that a shayla on Shabbos of Mamachik who's smoothing out the snow? I don't know. If you smooth it out, is that a problem on Shabbos? Is that a problem of Mamachik? That could be. But for the amount of time that they need it for, it will last. So I asked this question to Rav Falk Zatzal. And he told me that Avada it is. If you're doing it and you're packing it down and whatever it is. He also tiny it could be a shaila. This is him and she tells it. For those of you that learn Machsal Yahu Khalik Aleph, that also tells us a shaila of Kaisiv. It's actually writing. Whoever thought about such a thing? Making a snowball is a shaila of Siva on Shabbos. Because you're making a form. He has a whole Kiddush by Lego. Okay, not talking about it now. Shaping anything that has a meaningful shape could be Kaisiv. I don't want to go down to that door of Kaisiv, but yes, it could be. Um, moving on. By the way, it could also be, there's another one it could also be. What else could it be? Boina, very good. It could also be Boina. Look at this. Boina, Ramache, Kaisev. How many times did we give a guy skila already? It's unbelievable. Anyway, let's move on right by a little bit. Earplugs. Earplugs. Are earplugs a Shaila of Mamachik? Now, I don't know which class you fly, but on most classes they don't give you earplugs. But for those of you that, uh, they give you a little, you know, a little packet when you get to your seat, you know? And, uh, <laughs> Akoponim, <laughs> there are two types of earplugs. Earplug number one is almost like a sponge. You you push it down, fling straight up. That's fine. But then they make one. It's almost like a silicone. It's almost like rubber. You push it down and it retains its shape. And you put that into your ear. That is the problem of mamachik. 
could be a shayla when it's a deraiser on Shabbos of a person that uses earplugs on Shabbos and squeezes it, that retains its shape, could be a shayla of earplugs. Moving on, Rabbi Yisai, is there wax, of course, we're going to get to, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but we'll talk about creams. Now, is there mamachik ba'odom? Is there smoothing when it comes to a human being or not? That is the shayla. So there's a tshuva in the chsam soifa. The chsam soifa in tshuvas brings down that there is mamachik, it's a big chiddush, so the heilige chsam soifa. There is mamachik by something that is alive, right? And therefore, he says, two examples, smoothing out your nail, apart from obviously the shayla of Goizes, thank you, I don't know who said that, but whoever said it, that's Kavaldic, thank you. Even smoothing out your nail is a shayla of Goizes, but it's also a shayla of Mamachik, according to Chsam Soifa. And listen to this, boy said, big Chiddush. Ready for this Chiddush? Chsam Soifa says, I won't be able to say it totally if not for Chsam Soifa saying it. So, Chsam Soifa, you take a white hair, and it bothers you, that it's in there amongst all the black ones. If you have only white, then you're okay. But if you have Boira, but also Chsam Soifa, Mamachik. Why is Mamachik? Why is it not Goizes? Can you be chayv on two? The Kesef Mishnah? Uh, whatever. There's still a lot to discuss, but that's what he says over there. The Revelyashiv Zatzal Paskin, the Alocha Lamaisa, like this, some soifer to be choshish for it, and therefore be very, very careful how to, how to do that. Um, the, the Svarim bring down the feed of some soifer, the person has a scab on his skin. Again, without getting involved in the Shiloh of Goizes, because if you have a scab and you rip it off, you could be over of either Goizes or taking off skin that some of it could be alive, or of course, Shechita, by causing it to bleed, if it's going to be a Psikresha, but according to the Chassam Sofa, they tiny, you're smoothing out your skin, and therefore it could be a problem of a market. Now, Meisar Reb Chaim Kanievsky was Cholik on his Shver of Yashiv, and Reb Chaim Kanievsky held that we, there's no Raya whatsoever that is mamachik by something alive, and he brings Kedarke Kodesh many, many rayas to show that there's no mamachik. But again, Rabbi Yashav held, dealing with the Daraisa, it's Kedai to um, be careful over there. In fact, the Svarim bring down, the Svarim bring down, they bring it to shame, Tosfus, of course. Tosfus brings down that a person that gives a massage to a baby with oil, be very, very careful that you're not smoothing out the skin when you give it. Like sometimes babies require oil on very, like for example, they have cradle cap on their, and on the scalp. It could be very nagaya. They have certain oils that they do to be able to massage it in. You've got to be very careful. So the post come again, it's a toast and Shabbos, base, which will the post for and bring down. You've got to be careful. Let's move on to one last sugi for today because tomorrow I want to get to creams. And that is food. The only we're asking yesterday. Is there a shayla of smoothing when it comes to food? Very nageya. Why is this nageya? You have tuna. And you, uh, anyone English here? Oh, tuna. Got it? Just in case you didn't understand. You have tuna and you spread it onto the bread. Is that a problem of mamachik? Is that a problem of mamreya? Or avocado? You smooth it. Cream cheese, chocolate spread, peanut butter. All of these things. You take a crack and you put peanut butter on it. You smooth it on. Tully. Is that a problem of mamachik, mamreya? Or is it not a shayla? According to what we're saying, smoothing something is a problem. So if smoothing is something is a problem, might have to mean if it's a piece of peanut butter or it's a pizza or it's a toothpaste. Right? Why is it not smoothing? Oh, Menachem saying very good. Menachem saying very, very good. Menachem saying a lom de shavot, Menachem saying a very lom de shavot. There's something called smoothing and then something called smearing, which I'll call spreading. Let's explain. Very, very good. You're saying beautiful. Very, very good. The Motcha brings down, right? The brings down the Shittasa Motcha. Now the Daukemosha says that the feed the Motcha, there's no, there's no Ibud Ba'oichlim. Ibud means preserving. 
There's also no mamreach when it comes to oichen. The main reason who said that, I think Dubi said this for him. It's not going to last. Anything that doesn't last might not necessarily be a malacha, which means there's no smoothing when it comes to food. Right? And the Azoi Paskim the Ramah, the Ramah brings this Ta'alacha Lamaisa, look this up in Shinchov Aleph Sif Yud Test, the Ramah says there is no spreading and smoothing problems when it comes to food. However, and this is important however, and then we'll get to Menachem's Ha'orah over here, which is very, very important. The Ramah brings down that if someone is machmir, not to spread food, ha-machmir tovoy olav bracha. Now, Rabbi, so let me ask the Olam Akasha. If, you know, if one of the Gedolim would come right now to give a bracha, some of the Olam would line up for an hour or something is to get a bracha from him. Imagine if the Heilige Chassam Saifa, Rabbi Shaib and Rabbi Moshe, was he giving out brachas, the Olam will wait for three hours, four hours, five hours, maybe even longer. The Heilige Ramah is giving out brachas over here and telling us, meaning if you're machme not to spread and shmear, whatever we're going to do at Agdor in the moment, then ha-machme bracha. So which means, according to Ramah, really it's mutah, but the Ramah seems to be choshish for the shittas that hold you shouldn't, and therefore, because of that, be machme, you get a bracha from it, from the Ramah. So what does that mean, alokha It means as follows. There's a difference between sp- sp- spreading, I guess, and smoothing. So for example, if you have, an, you have a cake, chocolate cake, and you're putting an icing, a chocolate icing on it. So how do you do that? You need to not smear it. You need to smooth it down, the sides, all nice, the top. That's a real smoothing situation. Smoothing situations, again, din muta, yontov, yontov, you make cakes, icing, whatever. Could be muta, could also bishul and afia, could be muta, but the spreading, hamachmet tova alabrocha, not to do it. What if, for example, you have avocado, chocolate spread, peanut butter, whatever. So there, I'm not smoothing it on my cracker. That's not the purpose of what I'm doing. What am I doing? I'm smearing it. I'm spreading it over the cracker. That's fine. That's not it. It's of smoothing. So there, even the Ramah would say there's no mockum to be machme. And there, there's no problem with spreading, you know, peanut butter, chocolate spread, avocado, whatever it is, over my bread, over my challah, over my cracker, because I'm not smoothing, I'm spreading. The only problem would be, what if you have, for example, like, um, you go to a hotel, or certain yeshivas also, that they have like these beautiful dishes with all nice things inside over there with salads and tuna and avocado, all things over there, and they smooth it down. They pat it down, they pat down the tuna. You ever saw that before? Right? I'm sure, I'm sure in the Pesach programs they probably have like these nice, these nice, uh, trays and these nice containers, and they pat down the tuna, right, Tully? Make it look all nice. The oils, they make it, they make it nice, right? Is that motor on Shabbos? That will be tovela brach of the Ramah not to do it. Why? Because there you're not doing it to spread it over the bowl. You're doing it to it at dec- decorative purposes, and therefore it looks nice. That's called smoothing as opposed to spreading. And then, meikah din ismota, tovela brach not to do that. Tomorrow, Rabbi said, join us for demonstrations of creams on Shabbos Kodesh.